A couple of weeks ago, we were uh, talking about the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's fifth chapter, and we went through the Beatitudes and saw that the world says the rich and the powerful are blessed, but Jesus said the poor in spirit, those who mourn the meek, they are the ones that are truly blessed. And throughout this sermon, he goes on to turn our world upside down, that he repeatedly says, you have been told that, but I say this. Now, you've heard this, but I say that. Your whole life, you've been taught this, but this is the truth. We pick up today when he turns his attention to love. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus not only turns love around, but opens up and expands love. But it's hard. It's hard. So often in life, we are motivated by being against something. It's, it's a great motivator. You know, we can even be motivated by anger. We can literally define ourselves by being against something or someone. And we spend sometimes a great deal of time in that. But Jesus is trying to take that away, to take that away, that we are called not just to love our neighbors and hate our enemies, but to love, to love our enemies. When Jesus first said that, the, the people that were gathered on that mountain had true enemies, the Romans. They were occupying their country. They, they saw the Roman legions marching through. They, they lived in fear that if one of them said or did the wrong thing, they could be put in jail or even put to death. They had true enemies. Yet Jesus said to them, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. Jesus was taking love and expanding it, taking it to a whole new level. What is it we want in life? Love and understanding? I pray at some point in your life, if you don't have it now, that you've experienced that, that, that you've been loved and understood, which means you can truly be yourself and know that you are loved, that you're understood by someone or a group of people, friends or family, 
love and understanding. Is there anything better in the world? But Jesus was calling us beyond love and understanding, beyond just loving those people we understand. He was calling us to love and not understand, to love the people that we just don't understand. Do you have people you just don't get? You you just can't understand them? Are there people that look at you and they just can't understand you? They just don't get you. I mean, it happens in life. We're, We're human. We're all very, very different. But Jesus is calling us to love even though we don't understand someone. Because if we're called to love our enemies, our enemies are literally, by definition, people we don't understand. If we, if we understood them, they really wouldn't be our enemies, right? And I don't know, do we, do we have enemies? But you have people you can't stand. Or maybe, well, you don't like very much. That's a more polite way to say it, right? The people just, just get on your nerves, and we're living in a time that's, that's very fractured and, and divided for some reason. Maybe it's because some of the things that we have relied on our whole life, some foundation things seem to be shifting and, and changing, so we become, we become afraid. We, we become even angry. And the world, the world always wants to divide and conquer. We're divided by beliefs sometimes, divided by politics, but divided by so much. And anything that happens, any event that happens is instantly on social media divided again and again and again to which we can't even figure out what, what happened or what is true. You know, sometimes we, we tend to give politicians way more power than they really have. We think, you know, if, if this politician gets their way, he or she's going to bring it all to ruin. And if that politician's going to crash everything and, and that person likes that politician, then I can't like them. We easily get to where we're against something or against someone. So how, how do we love How do we love those we don't understand? How do we love our enemy? And Jesus ends this with saying, be perfect like your Father in heaven. Oh, that's that's a good goal, isn't it? Be perfect. Wow. What is he calling us to? Well, if we think back to what I was saying about that sometimes we get very motivated by being against somebody or something. We can even get very motivated by being angry or upset. Jesus is calling us to a different way of life, to not be motivated by being against something, to be motivated by love, to be motivated by trying, striving to be perfect, perfect in our love, meaning that our love is for everybody. Wow. That's, that's hard. I know I fall short a lot. But how can we, how can we, we start? Where, where would we 
begin. And for me, I think the beginning of loving our enemy or loving those we don't understand or disagree with, the beginning is simply not hating. Not hating. I know what you're going to say. Oh, Pastor Allen, I don't hate anybody. But what I'm saying is it starts with not returning the harshness that's given to us, whether it's harsh words or, or harsh action, whether it's, it's conflict, not simply just not returning it, not getting even, not trying to have the last word, not trying to convince them of our way, just simply not taking a deep breath and not returning the harshness that the world sends at us, simply sort of absorbing it. Picture if all of us every day absorb some of the harshness in the world, I believe there would be, be less. So how do, how do I do that? The simple step, I think, is to, when somebody does something or says something or harshness comes to us or we're just appalled by something, to stop and pray for that person. We might not even know what words to say, but we could just say, I'm just going to pray for them. I'll pray for them. And then give them to God. Give them to God. They're not our problem. It's a lot easier said, Pastor Allen, than done, but it's the first step to not return the harshness of the world, to just absorb it and just, just say a prayer for that person. I pray for them. That's maybe all you can say. And give them to God and move on. Move on. Don't participate in it. Jesus said, you've been told your whole life to love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I'm saying, love your enemy. Pray for those who persecute you. It will change everything. Well, it may not change that other person. It may not change that other group, but it will change us. It will change you. It will change me. And really, that's what Jesus is most concerned about, that if we don't return the harshness of the world, that if we just pray for that person and give them to God, it changes us. We step out of, out of the rat race of harshness and anger. We, we get off the hamster wheel that the world's always putting us on, and we walk towards love. Can we be motivated more by love than hate? Can we be motivated by striving to be perfect, even though we'll never, never be perfect in our love? Can we expand our love beyond our family and friends? Can we walk with Jesus? And we don't do it alone because God gave us his love through Jesus God gave us the gift of love, the capacity to love. Any love we have came from God. It's not ours, so it's more powerful than we think if we can trust, trust in it. 
And as when we talked about the Beatitudes, these weren't just words that Jesus said. Blessed are those poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are you when people revile you and and persecute you and say bad things about you. Jesus lived it, lived it out to the fullest. So it is with this, love your enemy, pray for those who persecute you. Jesus lived it all the way to the cross where people cursed him, called him names, persecuted him to death. We walk with Jesus when we expand our love. Jesus calls us on this journey, and it's not an easy journey because he says, you know, if you just love those that like you, well, tax collectors do that. If, if you just, you know, love people that agree with you, pagans can do that. No, I'm calling you to something greater, something more powerful, to love those who don't love you, to love those you may never understand. Let us pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for the love that you give us through Jesus Christ and help us to trust in that love, that it's more powerful than us. It's more powerful than we may ever know. Help us, O God, to love those around us, to not return the hate or harshness of the world, to just just give it to you, O God, so that we don't have to carry it. That's why you came to relieve us of our sins and our mistakes. Help us, empower us, enable us to love, O God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.